Well, let's kick off with some prayer before we start. Lord, I thank you so much for the goodness and for the joy and for the peace that you give us every single day, God. Lord, I thank you that we can gather here as a family, Father, and the lead up to the greatest event that's ever happened in human history, Father. That we can gather here, God, in your name together. In your mighty name, we all said, Amen. The verse I have for you today, church, comes from Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 3. And this is what it says. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end and will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it, since it will certainly come and will not be late. You see, as a family, now and again, uh, we always drive down to Dannyvik to see our, our grandparents and uncles and, um, and yeah, extended family down there. And as you're driving down that road towards Dannyvik and towards Waipakarau and, and Waipawa, you'll notice that there are some beautiful farms, some beautiful rolling hills of green grass, of crops, of sheep and beef. But sometimes you drive through there and you notice that all the fields are just dirt, field after field after field of nothing but dirt. Now any farmer will tell you that what you're looking at is a field that has just been ploughed. And ploughing a field is something that farmers do before they plant a crop. They're turning the soil. They're breaking the hard ground. They're getting air back into the dirt. But it can be a long, drawn-out process. It can be boring at times. You cannot understand what goes on with that. I always think of the picture of the old cowboy movies where you have an old fellow behind a broken-down plough being dragged by a big horse, sweating in the Wild West. But it must be done. Because what they're doing is preparing the grounds to be sown. They're laying the foundation for a future harvest. You see, when an average person looks at a ploughed field, they just see dirt. And maybe some of you feel like that today. You look around at your lives and you see emptiness. We see disappointments. We see things that don't make sense. But where we see dirt, where we see disappointment, where we see things that aren't what we think God's vision for us. See, the farmer where he sees dirt, he gets excited because he doesn't see the disappointment. What the farmer sees is he sees preparation. He sees potential in that dirt. See, when the field begins, when the field begins to feel empty, the farmer begins to feel excited because he doesn't see that empty field, but he sees a future crop. He doesn't see what you see now. He sees what is to come in the future. So Habakkuk 2.3, it reminds us that God's word will be fulfilled. It reminds us that his vision for the church will prevail. It reminds us that his faithfulness will overcome. But it also reminds us that sometimes there is a gap between receiving the vision and that vision being fulfilled. So what do we do in that time? You see, God is using that time to prepare us. It's in the difficult seasons 
that we are being prepared. In the times that don't make sense, that God is turning our heart. It's in the waiting, it's in the plowing, it's in the breaking of the hard ground that God is preparing His church. He's preparing you for the good works that He has ahead. The Bible is full of characters like this. Look at Noah. He had a vision that God would save him and his entire family. Yet he spent years and decades building a boat in the middle of a desert. People probably thought he was foolish. He probably thought at times he himself was foolish. But he was persevering. And in that moment, God was turning his heart. He was plowing the field of his heart, making him a man that, who he should be, not the man that he was at the moment. Look at Joseph as another man. He had a vision from God that he would one day be a ruler, that God would use him to save his family and save the world around him. Almost immediately, he was thrown into slavery. He was put in prison. He was so far off the track that God had for him. But what did he do? He persevered in the place he was because God was preparing him. He was turning, into a, he was turning a boy into a prime minister. Look at David. He was anointed king, but spent nearly two decades running from his own countrymen, running from the people that meant the most to him. But God was turning that young boy. He was turning him from someone who was rejected into someone who was royalty. But church, don't forget John the Baptist. The Bible says John the Baptist was a voice calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. He was in the wilderness that didn't make sense, in the dry place, the place of dirt, and God still used him in that place. To pre- he was preparing him, but he was also using him to prepare the lives around him. For, for what? For the greatest hope that humanity has ever seen, for the coming of the Messiah. It's what we're leading up to, church, at this Easter time. It's the revelation that God has come to earth and is to come to be with us. And God used John in the place of wilderness. See, all these men trusted in God. They held on to the hope they were given. They were faithful in the place they were, even if it meant, or even if it seemed miles away from where they thought they should be. So you may feel lost. You may feel like you're struggling, struggling with work, struggling with school, struggling with relationships, whatever it is. But don't despise the preparation. Be patient. Be a blessing on the ground that you stand on today. See that God is doing something in the mundane, in the boring, in the repetitive. You see, God will see a faithful heart and he'll begin to sow seeds of blessings, seeds of purpose, seeds of hope. And if he can trust you with the small things, then he'll trust you with the great. So church, work the ground that you stand on. Be diligent in the season you find yourself in because God is preparing you for all that he has for you in this life, but also greater things in the next. So Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 3. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end, and it will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it. Prepare for it, since it will certainly come and not be late.
So church, prepare. Prepare for all that God has for you today. Prepare for all that God has for you in the near future, in the distant future. So I just want to thank you, God, so much that you hold our lives in your hands, God. And when things don't make sense, you're still working within us, God. You're tilling the ground of our heart, Father. You're turning our hearts towards you, God. So I thank you so much, God, that we can be here today, Lord, together, worshipping together for you, Father, for your glory. Thank you for all that you do in our lives. And I pray that you'd bless us. Bless us today and tomorrow and forever. In your mighty name, amen.